Hi, everyone, and welcome to Remaking Tomorrow, a series of conversations about the future of teaching and learning. I'm Ryan Rodzeski, here with Greg Baer. We're the co-authors of When You Wonder, You're Learning, Mr. Rogers' Enduring Lessons for Raising Creative, Curious, Caring Kids. This is a podcast powered by Remake Learning, a network that ignites engaging, relevant, and equitable learning in support of young people navigating rapid social and technological change. On today's episode, we're talking with DJ Vanis, an acclaimed speaker, a veteran, and an enrolled member of the Odawa Nation, and the author of several books, including most recently, The Warrior Within, Own Your Power to Serve, Fight, Protect, and Heal. DJ, welcome to Remaking Tomorrow. Thank you guys for having me. Hey, DJ, you've traveled the world speaking to Fortune 500 companies, and you've crisscrossed the country talking to different tribes. So much of your work is about spreading the principles of what you call the Native American warrior spirit. So let's start there. Tell us about those principles. What makes a warrior, DJ? Well, what makes a warrior, and I approach that word from a tribal-centric way of thinking. In our Native American tribes, that word, warrior, we say ogichida. And that term has nothing to do with what we see on TV or in movies. It's not that stereotypical Hollywood image, the one we all know so well, the sweaty, chiseled figure, you know, walking down the street and casting surly looks and shooting bazookas and bullets and doing it all in the name of glory. In our tribal ways, that word has a very different connotation. It is somebody who has dedicated their lives to being of service to others, to take their talent and ability, develop that over a lifetime, to be an asset or a benefit to the tribe that they served. And so it's a role that was all about leadership by example. It's about being resilient, being strong, but also being benevolent, a contributor. And so there's a, a real clear line to make sure that we're operating from the same sheet of music. DJ, can you talk a bit about how these principles have shaped your own path? So you, you've written that you were born to parents in deep poverty. You slept in a drawer for the first few months of your life. You went on to become an Air Force captain, a very successful author and speaker. How much of that do you attribute to your own warrior spirit? What are some of the ways that that spirit kept you going? That warrior spirit is that no-quit attitude. You know, that attitude that says, I will find a way forward. I will leverage my resources. I will partner up with others. I will get out of my own way and stay on that path to keep moving forward. And remembering that it's not just about us in the end. That's the motivational part behind the warrior spirit is that we're doing it for others to impact other people's lives. And there were so many times on my journey that I dealt with what everybody else deals with, fear and pain and doubt. And when things go sideways or things don't work out, that's really when the test happens. You know, we don't grow a lot, unfortunately, when things are easy, right? But we grow a lot and we grow quickly when things are challenging, when things get really hard. And so that warrior spirit did keep me going at many critical times in my life. I mean, I knew my background and heritage I just didn't know as a kid that I could use it as a resource. As, as I got older, I started leaning on that, understanding that I came from people who've been through a lot. And that helped keep me going on the journey I set myself on. DJ, as Ryan mentioned, you're a veteran. So what was it like for you as a Native American to move through institutions like the Air Force Academy and the U.S. military? Institutions that are external to Native American tribes and, and some have described as being historically hostile to Native Americans. Were you ever nervous about being your full authentic self? Great question. I know that comes up quite a bit. There's an interesting dynamic that happens in our tribal communities. We have the highest rates of service in the military out of any ethnic group in America, and we have for over 100 years. And a big part of that has to do with what we're talking about here, that warrior spirit tradition. 
And I was part of a PBS documentary that actually told that story called The Warrior Tradition. It's a fascinating story that needs to be told. Even in our tribal communities, we need to be reminded of that. But that's an expression of that warrior path today when we go into military service. So I come from a family of military veterans. Going down that road for me was a natural fit. And the military does have a great warrior concept. The one that I found that spoke to me the clearest was going through traditional ceremony. But that experience I had in the military was a positive one. I mean, I had a few moments where one in particular, when I came back from a ceremony that I had scars on my chest from a ceremony called Sundance, where we do a piercing. And the reason why we do that is to balance out the pain that women go through in childbirth by pushing, pushing to make the world go on as our mothers. We as men go through a piercing ceremony and pull, pull, pull until we break free. Well, that leaves scars. And I remember being back at the base I was stationed at and uh, we were having a volleyball game and I was on the side that took our shirts off. You know, I had the scars that were still healing and I had a group of some senior officers that were kind of huddled over and whispering quickly and pointing at me over and over again. And I felt really uncomfortable and I ended up leaving the game. That was probably the harshest moment that I had, but I, I had a few other incidents along the way, but overall the experience was great. I felt like I was part of something bigger than me. And that's why military service is still such a great option or a popular option uh, in our native communities, because like I said, it's, it's fulfilling that warrior role in a modern day setting. DJ, you're right that tribal culture, quote, holds the keys to better work practices, to leading and living with courage, and to serving others at our very best. Was there a moment when you looked around at the world and realized, you know, people could really benefit from Native American wisdom and these principles that I grew up with? Yeah, absolutely. And that started at a pretty young age. I mean, even when I was in my teen years, I remember the more I learned and the more I started kind of gathering and understanding, the more I started thinking, these are great ideas. And as I got older, I started incorporating those into the work that I do. These are timeless ideas about resiliency, community, going through tough times, you know, navigating change. There are so many great, timeless, evergreen principles that are more needed today than I think they ever have been. And the beautiful thing about these warrior principles is they're accessible now to anyone. You know, it transcends race, age, gender. These principles are great to operate in the world that we live in today because they get us results. And that's really what it comes down to is if we want to be contributors, if we want to really be on that warrior path and contribute to our tribe, we're going to need these principles because we live in a tough world. So DJ, let's think of some of those non-Native American audiences that you get to share these principles with. So I'm thinking of healthcare professionals, youth workers, teachers, educators in and out of school. What are some of the ways that you've seen audiences apply these principles? I get so excited being able to share these with the groups that you just mentioned because they are at the front lines of contributing, creating change in our society, having a benevolent impact in those that they serve. And I've always looked at my work as providing for the provider. And so being able to keep those people strong and resilient to me is a huge boost to my spirit. For instance, you know, one of the principles I always share is you can't be a warrior if you're falling apart. Traditionally, our warriors took good care of themselves because their responsibility level was so high. So they took care of their bodies, their minds, their spirits. They watched what they ate and how often they rested and how they exercised. The way that we do that today is through dedicated, conscientious self-care. You are the only you that you will ever have or be. We need to act accordingly. 
And that has to do with taking good care of ourselves on purpose so that we can be a warrior in the fight, not just today or this week, but for a lifetime and career. And we can do that sustainably if we're taking good care of ourselves. Warriors never fought alone. You know, it's important to partner up with like minds, people who give us support, encouragement, because we're all going to need it. Again, we live in a tough world. And if we're doing it alone, we're actually doing it wrong. I was taught traditionally we're a lot more like bees and ants than we are like eagles. We need each other. We're better when we're with each other. We're social creatures by design. That's the way the creator made us. And so we need to partner up. Being able to share just simple principles like that, and there's a, there's a whole bunch of them that are in the book. At the end of the day, service is our highest calling and our deepest need. And if it's that important, it's important we learn how to do it better. And that's what these principles are all about. This is Greg Bearlong with Ryan Rudzeski. We're talking with author and speaker DJ Venice, an enrolled member of the Odawa Nation. DJ, your newest book is called The Warrior Within. Own your power to serve, fight, protect, and heal. Your publisher, Penguin, says it outlines a new model for personal power in the face of overwhelming chaos. So can you tell us more about that? What does that model look like? That model is all about finding clarity in a confusing world. We're not good to anybody else, including ourselves, if we're operating in chaos. We're constantly trying to find direction. We're getting lost, confused. And it's easy in the world to have that happen. So the first piece is getting clarity. And I have a chapter dedicated to that, finding that vision for our life. And the way that we do that is through solitude, through quiet, not being constantly involved in the treadmill of life that seems to have one button on it, which is faster. But being able to take time and let the analogy I like to use is let the dirt settle in our mud puddle. And when we're able to do that, we're able to see with clarity. We're able to know our purpose. We're able to understand where to use our time and energy wisely and where it's going to get frittered away. And we can't do that without having some mental breathing room, if you want to look at it that way, in our own lives. Once we have clarity, we have power, and then we know how to use the great stuff that we've got access to. Can you talk about what you hope the book does for people? How do you hope it changes your readers? I hope it gives them confidence in who they are and what they can do. There is no limit to how good we can be at who we are and what we can do in this world. And often the limitation is the one we place on ourselves. So I hope the book gets people to kind of punch through those walls, knock them down, and be able to see that they have been gifted with beautiful and amazing things. And it's up to them to figure out how to use those to impact the world in a positive way. And I also hope that they know that everybody struggles, everybody deals with challenge and change, and hopefully the guide will provide them that clear roadmap to be able to navigate that effectively. I can hear some Fred Rogers songs mm-hmm. in the background as you're describing that, DJ. <laughs> Mr. Rogers was a big impact on my life, too. There's so many things that he showed, explained, taught that I think are so important. You know, a big one is benevolence. I think that's one of the things that really needs to come back into our society. Good intentions matter. People go, well, you know, it's, life's not about just intentions. Yeah, I, I agree. It's about action. But it needs to start with intentions. And I think that's something that really, I think, gets lost in some of the vitriol and the arguments that we have in our society now is, are we coming from a good place? Are we trying to cooperate with our neighbors, our our fellow community members? Or are we trying to lead by the loudest voice in the room or try to get forward by stepping on somebody else to do it? DJ, some years ago, the Denver Museum of Nature and Science named you Educator of the Year. So let's talk about teaching. 
Are there ways that schools and libraries and other sites of learning might change, might be redesigned, to help kids identify and develop their warrior spirits? There's so many things that can be done. I know we still work so often from a model that I think a lot of times is archaic, kind of restrictive. I think being able to find a way to get kids more involved, not only just in doing hands-on things that have real-world impact, you know, that they can see how this might affect the world around them. You know, being able to have those kind of experiences, I think, are game changers. But also, I think being able to create a system where we're identifying kids' gifts early and being able to kind of hone those and strengthen those, I think is critically important as well. Everybody's got different talents, gifts, abilities. You know, that was one of the things in our tribal communities we always mentored based on those skill sets, what people's natural gifts emerged, and then kind of choosing a pathway in life based on those things. And being able to have that in a, in a learning environment, I think, is critical because it brings out our best. DJ, you've been honored with the name Mato Wanbli, or Eagle Bear. Can you tell us about what that means to you? Yeah, when I got that name, it felt like big shoes to fill. The symbology there with that name is that the eagle, you know, flies higher than any other creature. And so it represented leadership. It represented vision, you know, kind of being able to see the bigger picture and see out in the distance. And the bear represented strength, a resiliency. And having a name like that, our spiritual names have a very deep meaning. And it has for me ever since I got it. And that was half a lifetime ago. And I've been trying to live up to it ever since in the work that I do and the things that I write. All the work I'm involved with, I try to live up to that, you know, but that's what that name means to me is when times get hard, I lean on that. And I remember this is what I was named by the spirits. And this means something to me, especially in this moment of trial and tribulation. DJ, how can people find out more about the work you're doing? The best place to find out is go to our website, which is nativediscovery.com. Filled with great information on, you know, the, the work I do video clips, uh, information about my books, uh, but nativediscovery.com is the best way to get that information. DJ, before we go, we have one last question for you. What's one thing that parents and educators can do today to make tomorrow a more promising place for every learner? Spur a joy for curiosity. Facilitate that, foster that, you know, keep that burning bright. We all start off with such a bright fire of curiosity about the world we live in, who we are, what we can do. And we tend to lose that as we get older, we get jaded, we get cynical. But if we can keep that intact from a young age, not just when we're little, but keep that growing throughout our education, that's where all the opportunities in the world really open up. Creativity, innovation. I think that's critically important to keep alive. Thanks again to DJ Eagle Bear Vanis, an author and speaker whose latest book, The Warrior Within, Own Your Power to Serve, Fight, Protect, and Heal, is available now. Remaking Tomorrow is powered by Remake Learning. Learn more at remakelearning.org.